previously on the One Man Show. Dad, wherever you are, out in the ocean, because I know we scattered your ashes there, uh, I think about you to this day, every single day. There's not a day that goes by I don't think about you. Uh, we miss you. We love you. And um, I'll see you again soon. It's 2011, and I am about to quit my job. Before I go into that, wanted to backtrack a little bit and tell you that the history, my history, I guess my job history, basically, if I'm not happy somewhere, I speak up. That's number one. Number two, if things are still not changing, I leave. I'm not one of those guys that will just stay around and complain and grumble that they hate the job. And I know a lot of friends like that. I've known a lot of people like that, co-workers, and that's never been me. So regardless of if I'm going to struggle after I leave or I don't have a job set up, I was always the kind of person to leave when I wasn't happy. I wish I could say the same about relationships, but that's for a whole nother episode. But I wanted to kind of do this episode because I know there are some people out there that they want to make the transition. They want to leave the job and they feel stuck maybe in their job. Or maybe they have another passion outside of work or something that they've always wanted to do in their life. And maybe they just want to make that jump, but they're afraid, they're scared. Maybe they, I I understand some people have families, you know, they have bills to pay. It's very scary. But let me tell you what I've learned about quitting my job. And this is not just going to be a one-time thing. Let me remind you that this story I've tried multiple times before I I got to where I am today, which is self-employed and basically being my own boss and running my own business. So the year is 2011. And before that, maybe about three years before that, I got a job at a hotel. My problem at the time was... I was a fitness trainer, personal trainer at their gym, and I applied for that position, and that's what I wanted to do, obviously. At this point in my career, I'm about five years into my career, and I just previously came from lifeguarding. So I was lifeguarding, teaching swim lessons. I was doing that for about seven years before I became a trainer back in 2006. So now I'm in my second job as a trainer at a hotel. Then all of a sudden, I start seeing changes. And you have to understand that when you start seeing changes, when you start seeing management or you start seeing upper management higher than them, when you start seeing things happen, things change, people getting other positions, cross-training, that's a very important uh red flag when you start having to go into another department or someone else has to come into your department because you're shorthanded that's that's a really good sign that things are about to change and you need to you know kind of rethink your options so at that time they started cross training and all i remember is i got a phone call one day 
and this was after I was done work. I was at home already. And my supervisor said, Damon, bring some swim shorts tomorrow morning. We're going to teach you how to clean the pool. You know, there was no warning. I guess the way it was done, it was just like, wow, there's no warning. It's just like, you know, bring your shorts. This is what you're going to do. No questions asked. And at the time, I am 30, maybe 30, 31 years old. And that just didn't fly with me. And I said, uh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. That was my answer. And she said, so are you saying that you're not going to do it? And I said, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Basically, what I was trying to do is say it in a nice way. No, I work as a trainer. I know what you guys are doing. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. The next day I come in, and this happened on at least three to four occasions. Where, And she was nice, by the way. My supervisor was not the problem. It was probably the manager or the higher-ups. She was just doing her job. But it came to the point where I came in, and she said, you know, we wanted you to do that. And being that you're, you're not listening and you're not willing to, we have to put you on AWOL, and you have to leave the premises for at least two to three hours or whatever time you were scheduled to clean the pool. That's the time that you have to leave for unpaid, right? A wall unpaid. So I said, okay, I left the premises. I went to go grab breakfast and then I came back. This happened on a few occasions and I just refused. I, I went in the office, I talked to her, and I knew she was genuine. I knew she was just doing her job because she even broke down at some point. And she, you know, we, we had a discussion, we had a meeting, and she kind of like teared up a little bit. And I said, look, I know what you're doing. I understand your, your point of view, but you have to understand my point of view is I applied for a job as a trainer. I'm passionate about being a trainer. I spent seven years as a lifeguard, I'm not going down that road again. I did not apply for this. And it came to the point where it was like, okay, well, if I keep doing this, eventually you guys are going to get rid of me, right? I can't be AWOL all this time and come to work and be not doing what you guys want. And the answer was yes, basically. And I said, I tell you what, I'm going to give you my two-week notice. In two weeks, I left. I tried the union. We have a union in the hotel. That didn't work out. By the way, unions, they've never worked out for me if you work at a hotel. My brother was also working in the same hotel as me. And he was telling me, you know, you should really rethink this. I had a few people say, ah, it's kind of hard out there to find a job. The kind of person I am is when I'm passionate, like I'm very... I can be timid, I can be quiet, I can I can listen to the rules, but when I feel strongly about something and I have an instinct, I have a gut, just in my gut, I can feel like something's about to shift, something's about to change for the worse, that's when I put my foot down and I leave. So I had all these warnings and I said, no, I'm sticking to my guns. At the time, I had my business, which was doing okay, enough, I guess, to survive on. It was still a little tough if I was to drop that job. That job was really good. The benefits were great. Everything was good. But I knew where they were going, and people started cross-training and going to other departments. And I just, in my head, I knew at the time that if I stuck around, I would eventually 
end up working at the pool full time. I would eventually be doing other things, and I wouldn't be doing what I applied for, what I am passionate about. You gotta understand. I know the old school rule. I know. I know the old school mentality of well, you suck it up and you do what you gotta do, and you just make it work. But that wasn't me. I am not the kind of guy to just shut up, suck it up. If I'm not happy, I'm out. So when the time came, I was out. I left the job. I want to tell you this story because. You have to trust your instincts. You just know. You know. You have a gut feeling. You just know sometimes. A few years later, I'm going to tell you what happened. The staff that I was working with at that gym, uh, they all ended up changing departments. They went to the pool. They went to housekeeping. And the gym that was run by us, the staff, the, the, the gym staff, was no longer. So they, so they disbanded the whole staff. And then now the gym was self-run. So, in retrospect, when I look back, and those people that told me too, they said, "No, you have to stay. You should stay. It's not a smart move." They ended up saying, "You were right. That was a good call. You were right." If I stayed there, I knew the ship was about to sink, and I would not sink with it. If I stayed there, I would have been working at the pool. I would have been working at somewhere else. One of the best decisions I ever made in my career. But make no mistake about it, I did pay for it. In that year. Uh, luckily, I I was living with my girlfriend at the time, and she was employed, so I could kind of get away with it. I was still working, I was still teaching classes, I was still training clients for my business, but it wasn't as much as I was making at the hotel. So that I took a whole year of being unemployed, just working on the business, and it was a hard year. I mean, I I'd, I'd stay home, and I'd watch all these documentaries, these autobiographies. On Bill Gates, um, Steve Jobs, all these tycoons, all this so much inspiration, so much motivation. This one year being unemployed, that I was just so motivated. I mean, I sounded like a crazy man because you know she'd come home from work and I'd be like, I got an idea, I got an idea for an invention, and this <laughs> this went up for a whole year. I was just so motivated. Every day I'd get up and I'd watch these. Autobiographies, and that fueled me. It fueled me. Year went by, and you know, other things happened in my life. It was a tough period, I gotta say. But then I ended up getting a job, another job, which was at a senior home, and I ended up working there for six years. And management, great. Everything was great. Benefits. So now I'm in this new job. And I am living with my dad, and I think I told that story some episodes ago. But I'm I'm at this job with the senior at the senior home, and then everything's going good. And somewhere around year four, year five of six, I believe I was there. Uh, I started getting a little antsy, and I started kind of seeing what was out there, and. I felt like I was losing love for for that place for for what I was doing at the time. It wasn't because of the seniors. Was it because of my coworkers? Everyone was great. I just felt like, okay, Damon, this is time. This is your time to move. You gotta get out if you're gonna go on your own, which is the dream. That's always been my dream, is to go independently, not away from a nine to five, make my own rules. Because there'd be times where I was at that full time job. 
and I would be in touch with my friends that my my um, uh, other instructors, other trainers in the field, and it'd be at like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And I'm like, what are you guys doing at 10 a.m.? And they would text me back, oh, having breakfast right now. Going to go to a class in two hours. And I'm thinking, man, I'm stuck here for eight hours, and I'm dreading it. I'm hating it. I want that life. I want that life to where I can have breaks in between, and I don't have to work a full eight-hour shift. I can just work maybe three hours a day, four hours a day, get paid way more for doing less. And that crazy thought kept going in my head over and over and over, and then it, it just felt like it was in reach. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I financially I was completely ready. I think I just wanted to get out because I found myself teaching classes and working with the seniors, and I wasn't there mentally. When I would be teaching a class, I would be thinking about like you know the time. I'll be thinking about oh man, how good it would be if I didn't have to come here for eight hours, five days a week. So my first step was to cut my hours. I wanted to test the waters out, so. I ended up, I, I contacted HR and I said, how many hours do I have to make in order to keep the benefits? I wanted to keep the benefits still. And they told me the hours, it's just a little over 20. At the time, I was doing like 30 to 40. I said, okay, if I cut out a day a week, I'd have more time for myself that I can enjoy. And maybe I can get more clients. I can work on my business. So that was my first step, step one. This story comes in steps, by the way. It ain't, And trust me, it ain't a huge success story either. Uh, now it is after a lot of years, but this was back in 2011, 2012 or so. But now we're looking at the year 2014, 2015. So I cut back on my hours and I end up trying that schedule out. And I end up failing royally. I could not cut it. My income was low. And I was having a hard time with rent and other things. So I went from four days a week back to five days a week. That was my first attempt, my first fail. And to me, it's not really a fail if you tried. If you try your best and you made a, a, a go at it, it's really not a fail. A fail is when you don't try at all and you just talk about it. And there's, no, there's nothing going on, no, no kind of, I guess, improvement. No kind of effort on your part. That's a fail. So that didn't work out. Went back to work. And again, after a year, another year or two, I got the itch again. I said, I think I can do it this time. I think I can. And, I, and, and at this time, I was kind of tired of what was going on. And I just, I wanted to get out so bad. I wanted to get out of there. Seniors are awesome to work with, but they move really slow. And while they're moving slow, I felt like I was just dying slowly inside working with them. So then here comes my second attempt. Okay, I think I can do it. This one was a lot more gutsy. I didn't cut hours. I gave my two-week notice, and I ended up leaving. And, you know, this is a great example of how the universe will deliver. I know it sounds kind of like, like you know, spacey and like, whoa, the universe. Look, the universe, the way I see it, is just coincidences, opportunities, chances, and timing, being in the right spot at the right time. That's how I see the universe. And the universe definitely delivered because after I left that job, and now we're in, again, we're in 2015, 2016, 
uh, I talked to my friend, which is a supervisor at the YMCA, and she said, Damon, I got a whole bunch of openings. I got nine to ten classes that are going to open up, and you can have, have them all. I started off with like maybe one or two, and then I worked my way up to where I was the one instructor that had the most classes out of everyone. So now I have 10 or 11 classes, and that's per week. I have my other clients outside with my business and teaching classes elsewhere. Now I'm ready. I'm ready to make the move. But if I didn't make that move, you know, the universe wouldn't have delivered. I wouldn't have known. But what I found in my career is when you just go for it, all the pieces of the puzzle just fall into place. It'll, it might take a little while, but for some reason, whenever I've lost an opportunity or I've lost something, another opportunity showed up. And mind you, this has happened on more than a few occasions. And I just count my blessings and I'm like, man, I can't believe I literally lost this client and another one is coming right around the corner. I can't explain that. I don't want to get all hocus pocus on you, but I'm just saying that the universe does deliver timing and being in the right place. Everything just works out for itself. And after I left the job, I never looked back and I ended up working for the YMCA, built up a reputation there, had a bunch of classes and I was doing okay. And that was my big move. Now, mind you, I was in business at that point for about 10 years and I did not see a real profit. I did not get to that point where I could actually live off of my business and be independent and be my own boss. I always had to have some kind of something on the side. I did not see profit or a lot of things until maybe five years later. Then the pandemic happened. The next episode of my podcast, I'm going to continue this story because I think this, I, I had a, idea for another story and this one just kind of flows right into the next so i'm going to end it there but all i can tell you is if you have a passion you have something that you want to try go for it i know it's harder with kids and, I, and i'm just speaking from a single guy's point of view perspective but it will work out i promise you you just have to go for it you have to try but i suffered i suffered for years I went through my hardships. I went through a lot. But I can tell you right now, it was all worth it. And I'm glad I left the jobs when I did. And now I'm my own boss. And I work for myself. I make my own rules. And it's life has never been better. So thanks for listening. And if you guys have any questions, comments, you guys can leave a review on a podcast or you can contact me. Anywhere you can Google Damon Moves, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. I got a website, DamonMoves.com, that I just finished up about a couple weeks ago. You guys will love it. It is not difficult to find me on social media or online. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.